Also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh I, my god, I eat you have it, a name for it. Listen. <laughs> and I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first. Because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, thought... <laughs> I didn't I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where <laughs> think it was gonna go. Alright, PNP. This is one of my favorite things to do every year. An Oktoberfest side-by-side tasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the first time we've ever done it behind mics. Yeah. Uh, Chase, this is actually something you and I did before we long opened. before Sondra yeah. ever even opened. Yeah. Was a blind side-by-side Oktoberfest bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was wild. That was fun. Uh, there, it was a large group. Um, did Jen's you do backyard. NCAA like 64 teams? We, I think, how many were in? Like 16. It was, it was a lot. lot yeah. Uh, which, what we didn't account for was if, if one beat another one, then you would need it again. So we, uh, by, by the end, oh, yeah. we, by the end, like the ones that advanced were warm. And so like, and it, like tiny little sips of them. That's exactly right. It was not ideal. Yeah. Uh, not something that we thought very heavily through. We just knew we liked Oktoberfest and wanted to drink a lot of them. And, uh. So then by the time you get done and you have beer left, you're drinking all the bad beer that you had. That's right. That's, that's exactly that's right. Or, or the least good. Right. Yeah, that's a fair call. Least good. Yeah, uh, I shouldn't say bad. Well, you were doing like locals and internationals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a little bit of everything. Yeah. Today we got five internationals here. Um, well, six total, right? Five internationals. Well, yeah, and, and we've got ours. Sonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, which should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And again, something that we've never done on the podcast, we've talked about our Oktoberfest in the past. Uh, Chase, really quickly for those maybe that haven't listened, and then we'll we'll dive right into this. But for those that haven't listened, uh, maybe let uh, our listeners, our fans know what is it that makes ours so special? Because it is, um, we talked about this uh, on our podcast with Gnome, that it is probably our most widely favorited beer within our organization, right? So said differently... Craig, uh, Chad, yeah, uh, <laughs> you didn't know when to answer, but you just replied, right. which was fantastic. Yeah, well, uh, you sent out a kind of a fun exercise for everybody in our organization. List your fav- five favorite Sonder beers. Right. Um, it was largely a slap at me, correct? Um, because I have twelve favorite beers. Twelve in your top five. Twelve in my top five. That's right. Uh, and so you made us actually list what our five favorite were, and I, I would say. I'd have to go back and look, but by a mile, the one that's on the most people's list is this one. I think so, Oktoberfest yeah, is on all four bars. Uh, it's certainly in mine. It's, yeah, it's in mine. 
Um, Chase just picked five loggers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Chase just picked the five most recent loggers he's had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Uh, undignified. Bohemian that's true. Lager. Yeah. yeah. That beer was gas. We were that talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Well, it's just such a, it's a unicorn, right? Because for you know, sure. In, until we get another virgin fooder uh, to age a logger into it, it literally for the first can't time. be made again. Sorry? It literally can't be made again. Yeah, unless we get another fooder. Right. Yeah. Um, Which let's not rule so it out. I mean, that'd right. be sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be our tradition. Every, every fooder we get, we have to do a logger into it. I yes. Love it. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. We should just get a fooder for loggers. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That, awesome. that actually was thrown out by Chase. Yeah. Well, I said we if this beer like, goes gangbuster, then we're going to get a 60 barrel fooder that we are constantly making loggers and aging it. I'm so here for it. In fairness, that, you know, that was. That was uh, Oh, a month was, after we opened. Yeah. That beer would be doing... Like, oh, my goodness. It moved back then, but it would be like gangbusters now. Today. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was our first lager that we made. Yep. Then we reused uh, Slurry Pitch Cone to Cone for the Bohemian. Mm. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, just quickly, uh, maybe without getting incredibly nerdy into the details, but what yeah. is it? Uh, we've talked about decoction before, so that's obviously a part of it, but, but what is it that makes this one so special? Um, for me, it's it's using all German ingredients. Uh, it's true to style in, in, in that sense. Also, it does go through a double decoction. Um, I believe it's our only our only beer right now that's seasonal that goes through a double decoction, if I recall. Uh, the Bach might, but I, don't, I, I think it's a single, actually. Um, does Nocturnal get decocted? Nocturnal does not. Okay. No. Nope. The Schwarz does not get uh, uh, Nope. It'd be a little bit too, I think, aggressive. Oh, uh, gotcha. Because it, it's so dark. Oh, I could see that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, little bittered, so you know the malt um, stands out. Uh, we always think you know think that there is a little bit of a of honey pretzel kind of character into the beer. Um, then it should have a clean finish as well, um, with a touch of bitterness uh, that cleans it out in the backside. But it's it's malty. Um, it's not you know. Intensely, uh, cloningly sweet, like a lot of uh, Oktoberfest, I think, are. Um, so I think it's well balanced with the the malt showing through, and then uh, uh, the cleanness at the end as well. So we have five International Oktoberfests here. We have Bitburger Fest beer, Weinstefaner Fest beer, Erdinger Oktoberfest, Polliner Oktoberfest, and Hacker Oktoberfest. What do you think? Uh, before we even try them, Chase, like we have a fairly Americanized Oktoberfest here. What do you think the big differences will be between ours and theirs? Uh, I mean, honestly, it depends on the freshness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these beers can oxidize relatively quickly. I don't um, even know if they have like. I would I would say that with these this this Bitburger has like a best before that's not until May or yeah May twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's arbitrary, but um, yeah. my opinion is arbitrary. Uh, yeah, it's relatively subjective, yeah. right? I mean, um, how can you say? How can you say? How can you tell somebody yeah. when they think it was Best Buy? Right. Well, also, I mean, we could put a beer in a bottle and and pump in 500 parts per billion oxygen, and then a week it's going to be garbage. Right. You know. So it's, it's that's why I say it's arbitrary. Yeah, these all have Best Buy um, dates. They don't really have yeah like package dates. But but I would say, I mean, for most of them, they're probably going to be a little bit more on the sweeter, malty, heavier side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little bit thicker, I would say. Mm. So, so Stephen, uh, welcome back to the podcast. By the way, it's good to be here. Stephen's uh, just stoked to drink some Oktoberfest. Well, here. so that's what kind of <laughs> I, I kind of I didn't even say anything to you. I just mm. kind of like dropped it. Yeah. But he and I were talking earlier, and he's like, "Dude, I'm so stoked that Oktoberfest is here." And I was like, "Yeah, we're we're podcasting it too. You should just 
hop on. Yeah, why not? And uh, so, so for those that, that maybe haven't listened or don't know, uh, Stephen is one of the uh, owners and runs uh, our script coffee division of the company. And um, just an admitted lover of the style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, have you done an exercise like this? No, this is actually my first one. Okay. So what are you, what are you hoping to get out of this? Just a lot of Oktoberfest beer or... Have you had International <laughs> yes. Oktoberfest yeah. before? Yes. <laughs> What's that name? Have you ever had any International Oktoberfest before? I have not. And just so stuff in the is, U.S.? Yeah. Th- like I was telling you earlier, yeah. um, it probably took place about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an Oktoberfest locally and I was like, wow, this just like was rocking. And yeah. I've always wanted to try like, a, you know, an International Oktoberfest style, yeah. so... I'm pretty pumped for today. I just love the history behind all these. Like, they've been brewed the same way, same style, same recipe for decades now. What's, uh, what's funny for me is, and Chad, I think I was telling you this, uh, I always, every year, say something to the effect of, oh, it's too early for Oktoberfest, right? Mm-hmm. And it also happens to be the hottest week of the year right now. Right. We're in the midst of it. Yep. Yeah, I'm sweating currently. Um, yeah, I mean, I walked to my car. And started sweating, yeah. like getting in my car. And uh, we're in the midst of the hottest week of the year. It certainly doesn't feel like Oktoberfest season outside. But once I had one drink of our Oktoberfest, I'm like, yep, it's Oktoberfest season. Yep. I don't even care how hot it is. Like, I'm just, uh, I'm ready to be watching college football yeah, and drinking an Oktoberfest. Football, yeah. So Danny has a thing where Friday's a feeling. Yeah, Oktoberfest is a feeling. It's not a season in my book, yeah. right? Like it could, it could be Oktoberfest season all year long. Yeah, um, I've done this exercise, but I just drank a lot of Oktoberfest. Yeah, <laughs> did so, you do it with these particular Oktoberfests? I've not. Or, had, I've okay. had um, uh, Weinstefan. That's one. Of, the only one I've had. Okay, I feel like I've only had Bitburger and Weinstefan. I don't, I don't believe I've had these other three. Einger is one of my favorite Oktoberfests yeah. of all time. Mine. Um, shout out to our guy, Andrew O'Brien at O'Brien's. I swung over there by lunch, and uh, he singled these out for me. He didn't even have them singled yet. Nice. Um, so he did me a pretty good solid. Uh, him and I were talking. He said he was going to listen, so Andrew, what's up if you're listening? Uh, he said that he loves ours, by the way. Cool to hear him, one of our retail great retail partners, supporting us. Um, it's <laughs> disgusting how much Oktoberfest he moves through at O'Brien's. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Just has it stacked up and keeps ordering twice a week. It's awesome stuff. It's unreal. Um, but, yeah, he, um, they don't have Iyengar yet. Um, that's mm. the only one that okay. I feel like that, that's of note that we're missing. It's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, it just hasn't hit the States yet, I guess. Nice. I think, so, I think we're down to four Oktoberfest, though. That's a, that's a vice beer. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It's, it's Oktoberfest vice beer, which is kind of interesting. I've, I've never seen it before. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't either. Yeah, I, did, I know it just says Oktoberfest on it. So what does that mean? Do you think it's just like a wheat beer or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's a hit for Weiss and huh. we'll, still have to, we'll still have to drink it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, oh, it, it'll get consumed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I'm really excited. Uh, I have a bunch of beer at home I have to work through still. But probably in the next week or so, I'm going to do my, uh, my traditional, like, go to a bunch of... I'll start at Kroger, get every single, single Oktoberfest that they have available... And then I'll probably hit up, like, O'Brien's again and do the same exercise and just start drinking every Oktoberfest I can get my hands on. And then after that, I'll buy a couple six-packs of the ones I really like, along with drinking the shit out of ours. Now, I'm curious to get all of y'all's take on this. Will you drink Oktoberfest uh, as long as you can get your hands on some? Yes. Or is there a hard cutoff in your mind? No. Uh, I, 
I mean, I say this. I don't know how truthful it is, but uh, I like Oktoberfest so much that I could I could see myself drinking it year round. Not as much as I drink it during Oktoberfest season, but like it would be part of my regular rotation as shift beers if like it was on in the tap room year round all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I feel very confident in that. Yeah, that's how much I like the style. Well, the first year we brewed it, it kind of lingered in a tap room, right? Which is great. Like I was I was digging that. Was it? I think it was Oktoberfest. It wasn't ours. No? It wasn't ours because we had the first year, back, right? Uh, yeah, we actually had to pull some for our festival. Oh, the Bach. I'm thinking the Bach. That the lingered. Bach is what lingered. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I was going to say, yep. Oktoberfest didn't linger. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, yeah. I remember I hadn't started here yet, and I was coming in uh, for Golf League. And I would come in here at the end of my Golf League, and I would have an Oktoberfest. And one day it was just gone. And I asked, <laughs> like, what? Where did it go? It's like August 15th. Where's Oktoberfest at? <laughs> And found out that you guys had to pull it because you're worried about running out and not having Oktoberfest for Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah. That's that's genuine a, concern. A, a real statement. It's also something that we're trying actively hard to not do this year, but we can't guarantee it. Right. So we we hope that's not the case. Um I don't think that it will be, but um but it will be interesting. We're like six weeks out. Seven weeks out from October first. Yeah. yeah, so September twenty fifth. I feel like every every podcast until that date, we're gonna have to just keep reminding folks. Yeah, um, September twenty fifth, uh, ten a.m. to midnight. October fest. Uh, we're doing our first uh, brewery announcement on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I got I have a couple to add. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we're gonna do it in spurts. Oh, okay. Um, so I think, oh, that's pretty fun. Yeah, so I have four ready to go for Sunday. Awesome. Uh, the four that I, I know you and I have confirmed. And then we, awesome. can, we can talk next week about which ones we uh, pump out next. So. We're really excited about it. You know, and, and again, we can dive in a little bit to that just because it does fit what the spirit of this podcast is. But mm-hmm. um, we're really excited this year. Uh, we intentionally called it Sonder and Friends. Uh, we have a lot of really great relationships in this industry mm-hmm. and have made a lot of friends through it. And um, I'm really excited to just throw a party with a bunch of our friends. Yeah. And then uh, we got the okay to get food trucks going, so I'm working through that. Uh, I know our guy at uh, Queen City Food Truck has some German-style food trucks, so that'll be really fun along with live music all day. Yep, live music all day. Um, Games as well. We're an official Stein Holding, uh, uh, I don't remember what he called it, um, like the guy that organizes the regional Stein holding competitions, like asked us to be an official site. Like it's, we're, we're sanctioned. Yeah. It's official. Yeah. yeah. So it's like legit, if you, yeah. so if you win our Stein holding competition, you like move on to the next round. Dude, come on. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's, and they reached out to us, which what? is pretty there's sweet. Like a, there's rounds? Yeah. Oof, I'm shook a little bit. Yeah, it's this. pretty rad. Well, well the remember, one guy who won it last year was oh, a professional. Yeah. You already know that guy's winning it again. Yeah. I don't, have I told that story on the podcast? Yeah. Chase was offended by that. He thinks he can beat him. No, I definitely can't. I just. <laughs> I, I think he has a I don't metal want, rod in his arm that yeah. just like holds it straight. Well, well I, was so, I don't want people to be discouraged because they're going to be like, oh, I can't win anyways because this guy. So. Eh, it'll be fun either way. Uh, it was weird. Last year when I picked up the phone, uh, it was like maybe a week or two before Oktoberfest. And uh, I had just posted on social media that we were having like these various competitions. And uh, the guy called, he's like, is your Steinholding competition official? And I was like, yeah, you were having it. You know, it's, it's locked in. I thought he was just asking if, like, we were for it's sure. It's officially ha- happening. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 is it sanctioned? And I'm like, not to my knowledge. Uh, I didn't even know what he was talking about. And then he kind of like, gave me the rundown. He said, don't worry, I'll still be there. I'm like, okay, thanks, man. See you there. But now we are sanctioned, right? Yeah, we are right. sanctioned. We're and that's pretty le- cool that they reached out to us. We're fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they reached out to uh, the contact us at Sonder Brewing email. So That's awesome. So, yeah. Chase, 
back to your point though, if I get offered to play a round of golf with Tiger Woods, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked, but I'm still playing golf against Tiger Woods. Well, we should have that guy in the podcast because yeah, well, he's probably got some stories. I need a. I don't even oh, know. I've so, he, he did a profession too that somehow I, I don't because I, I talked to him afterwards. I was about to say I I only spoke to him on the phone. He, he, he did drove like, railroad ties. Yeah. <laughs> his his profession was somehow made it so his arm would be like in that position, maybe painting or something. I, I don't. Really Dude, know. come on, are you for real? Yeah, it, it had something to do with it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's banana land. This guy is so legit. We got to get him on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Chase is right. That guy's got some stories. We got to start talking about our like day of Oktoberfest podcast. Yes, yes. When we mm-hmm. plan that out, maybe we'll see if we can get a hold of him. I, th- I still think we should, and we've done this one other time, but it wasn't our podcast. We should find a way to go out into the festival yeah. to record live. That'd I think be sweet. Be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, so okay, let's get let's get on to trying some of the beers. I know uh, people are probably interested to hear about this, so let's dive in. So I have I have said a few times. I know as Danny has uh, the thing I love uh, so much about our Oktoberfest is it doesn't quite go all the way to cloyingly sweet malty Martzen level, uh, and it is. Um, not a fest beer either. Um, it's somewhere right there in the middle. It definitely has uh, the light drinkability qualities of what you often get from a fest beer uh, and definitely has the complexity and sweetness of a Martzen without going all the way to either side. Now, I realize for those that maybe haven't had it that are listening that it's like, okay, I get it, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, relax. Jo- I jokingly was like, I swear I'm doing like a macro beer commercial when I'm talking about like tons of flavor without – or. Uh, drinkable without skipping on flavor and stuff like that i was like i think i'm talking about like people are gonna think i'm talking about bud light or something no i'm talking about our like well nuanced Oktoberfest. Yeah, are you jim cook right like, are, you, are you doing a commercial for sam adams right, right now? <laughs> another great beer by the way yes yeah um but you're not and you are talking about our beer and, and what we think that it is so mm-hmm. let's just jump right in so we've, we've we've tried ours uh the first one that's been poured into the glass here is the bitburger fest beer um Anybody want to kind of kick off what they're getting out of it? Chase, why don't you kind of start? Um, well, I'm not trying to be negative, but I, I smelled it in right away. It's, it's oxidation. Yep. Mm. Um, so it's it's classic trans 290 oxidation. It tastes kind of like or it smells kind of like wet cardboard. Um. Um, the taste is actually pleasant, though. I don't, I don't get a whole lot of oxidation on the, on the palate itself. Maybe a little bit, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's good. It's a uh, it's th- it's thinner than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, it's very light in color as well. Um, yeah, it's almost uh, leaning more gold than like that, like hazel, yeah. um, like amber color. The our Oktoberfest is. I think we started with the right one though. I, why, uh, why is that? Uh, I think it's probably the least superior one. Hmm, interesting. You, that's is that's that you, your guess of based on what's on the table. That's going to be your guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, the Pauliners are a great beer. Hacker uh, Shore, yeah. I think this is just okay. I uh, I could see myself drinking, you know, fifteen of these at Oktoberfest, but it's light. It's definitely not something I would like I five, sit seven, down yeah. and like thoroughly enjoy. It's light, but it's kind of it's kind of one note. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not overly complex. No, the biggest one too. It's six point two. Oh, interesting. I, 
Is that common for a fest beer? I mean, I don't know. It can be anywhere from probably five two to six and a half. Probably. I would just equate fest beer with like kind of being a little bit lower because you're in for the long haul with them. Yeah, you would almost think they'd be in the fours. Yeah, is that harder to do with like the malt bill on fest beers or no? Okay. What do you think, Stephen? No, I think you guys are spot on. It's <clears throat> it just seems kind of you know almost one dimensional. It's light i could definitely drink a lot of them mm-hmm. um i get like a little bit of the, you know a little sweetness on it but it's not bad chase i love your idea of just washing out the taster glass with our Oktoberfest. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're very official on the sonder stories podcast on how we well, taste you, beers chase you kind of called out that uh and it's it's no one's fault right these are international beers that are traveling Thousands and thousands of miles. There, there's yeah, they're on a tea container. Who you know? Who knows if they're refrigerated? And then they're going to wholesalers, and they're probably sitting on the hallway. You know, so it's yeah, is what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's why you buy local. Yeah, it's the gamble. Right. Um, I would agree, um, definitely on the oxidation. Um, and I even I'm even getting a little. Uh, I said this earlier, but I'm even getting a little. Uh, Apple notes in the nose, um, which I know is not oxidation. It's a that's a different yeah a different flaw. But and I don't know that it is. But acetate yeah, it could be from rush fermentation, I guess, or high high temp fermentation to get the attenuation they were looking for. Um, yeah, uh, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> um, so Vine Stefaner. Um, they have fest beer on this as well, so this should be interesting. And there's this, that's lower ABV? 5.8 um, or something, 5.7. 5.8, yeah. This one is crazy light. Mm-hmm. Um, man, super golden in color, really good clarity. Um, I guess I was just expecting all of these to be that kind of like pretty amber color. I like it. it smells great. It's a very clean finish, but it still has that touch of sweetness on the end. I like this one way better. Yeah, there's definitely more complexity to it. Yeah, it's like night and day. This one in is wildly better. You, like, get a couple different notes, and mm-hmm. I like... Normally, with, like, lagers, I like the, like, super clean finish. Um, but I feel like with Oktoberfest, I enjoy, like, that, like, malty finish that, like, lingers a little bit more. Kind of, like, sticks on the tongue. Kind of, like, invites you back in for a little bit more. I think I feel like this wine Sephoner kind of does that way better than the Bitburger. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably one of my, like favorite thing about the Oktoberfest styles is how after you drink it it, it sits on your palate mm-hmm. and you perfectly described it like I can sit there like 20 minutes later and just be like mm, I want to yeah. get another one still get that like honey kind of mm-hmm. like bready kind of yep. flavors in the mouth mm-hmm. yeah I like this one I actually I believe I've had this before I'd have to go back and check um wine Stefaner I've I, I believe I've had I don't believe I've had these the other four though I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. I kind of wish these had package dates. They all just have Best Buy dates. Because um, uh, like they've got to be, you know, minimum like six weeks old, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what they would do. I mean, it should be like 120 days for the Best Buy, but they might add more. Oh, they definitely add more. I mean, some of these Best Buy dates aren't until like middle of 2022. Oh, they definitely. Yeah. yeah, I bet you they. I bet you they just tack on a year. Yeah. Maybe nine months. 
But hey, this one's really good. Which most of these beers are pasteurized, so it, it, it would have a little bit of a longer shelf life, but mm-hmm. definitely not that long. Chad, uh, thoughts the, on this one? Uh, I like it. I am. I, I was surprised with the uh, with the color. I wasn't expecting much out of it. I thought it was going to be kind of flat. Um, again, one note, but it definitely uh, coats the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I could use a little more bitterness in it. I think. Mm. I think that's the American in you. Mm-hmm. That's the love for Toby. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gone down that path yet. Oh, are we going to tell it? We got to tell the Toby story. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like Chad should be the one to tell it. It's not much of a story. I just uh, try to be efficient with my words. So I mm-hmm. shortened Oktoberfest to, to Toby in the, in the tap room last year. I've and done a complete 180. Yeah. Same. I was like, Chad, you got to stop calling Stop trying Toby. to make it a thing. Yeah. It's not going to be a thing. Now it's just Toby's. Now it's actually a thing. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, when Parker did it the other day, I was like, oh, damn it. It worked. <laughs> it happened. He did it. <laughs> Macy, uh, Macy, Tim, and I were sitting at the bar yesterday, and uh, I, I think uh, Jim was bartending. And uh, I was like, hey, Jim, can I please get a Toby? And then uh, Macy's like, oh, you can you make that too, please? And Tim's like, actually, I'll take one too. And I was just like, Toby, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the first guy to really adopt it was Kenny at BC's. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, we were over there this time last year, mm-hmm. and I ordered, I ordered a Toby, and he liked it. Did they grab a keg this year? Um, if they haven't, I'm sure they will. Gotcha. Yeah, they have like three of our beers on right now. What do we got here? I was about to ask the same thing. Oh, Pauliner. Pauliner. Is that how you say it, Chase? Mm. Pauliner. We need uh, Luke or Luke's dad on here. Mm. I'm okay on this one. I haven't tried it yet. I, I feel like it's a little more roastier. Yeah, it's definitely got uh, more dryness at the end. It's definitely more of the Martzen feel. Um, pretty amber in color. Good clarity. Uh, it's like overly bready for me, which is probably by design. Mm. That's probably like a personal thing. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite so far. Really? I think I like the Vine Stuff Hunter a little bit more. See, to me, it's like how how we can, and they're not really, right? One's a Fespier and one's a Martzen. How do you compare them? But how you can even lump these into the same, like yeah, even close to the same style. And again, they're not, but to the consumer, it's like Oktoberfest, Fest beer, Oktoberfest, Martzen, they're still an Oktoberfest to the consumer. They're not. They're wildly different beers. Yeah, because you got to evaluate, like, I don't know, that's the conversation I always have with people about, like, untapped. It's like, you have to evaluate based on what the brewery was going for, you know, and sometimes you can't predict that. But, like, if you're, if they're going after a specific lager and it doesn't taste anything like that lager style, like, you know, it, it should be taken into account. So if you're going for a fest beer and you hit it, it's hard to compare that to a brewery that goes for a Martzen and nails a Martzen as well. Yeah, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. You ready? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> very small one, very quick. I wish on Untapped. You mentioned Untapped. Mm-hmm. I wish so badly that people did not have the ability to erroneously give things ratings that other people had access to seeing as though their subjective, non-professional opinion was going to drive someone else who might like that beer to not have that beer because some Joe Schmo gave Oktoberfest five stars, and now they're going to pick it up because of that and not like it. Untapped should go for the Rotten Tomatoes uh, avenue of having 
a like critic rating and then mm. a like public rating. I I love that. I don't know how you would do it, but you'd have to somehow submit all your beers to set up, quote unquote critics. But I, I still wish I still wish just general public rating wasn't able to be seen. I'm fine with, and I was talking to somebody the other day, and I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to somebody the other day. They said something to me that was interesting. If you want to rate beers, Danny, or you want to take notes so that for the future you can go back and look, like, how did I like this beer? I can't remember. I've had 20,000 beers. I don't remember if I like this. Go back and look. Great. I shouldn't be able to see your rating or your comments unless you and I are friends on there. Oh, interesting. I think that would be wildly better. Yeah, because if you know somebody, you know their, their preference and Maybe. what they gravitate towards. So it would make sense. Maybe, you know? or I might just be able to be like, hey, I saw you gave this beer one star. Why didn't you like it? Mm. Or, or you love this beer. Is it, is it good enough? I, I saw this. Should I pick it up? If I don't like it, you can have them. But some random dude who follows you on Untapped shouldn't be able to see, or doesn't follow you, be able to see what you gave all these other beers ratings. Because what we've done, it's the social media culture in which we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has all this power to just get behind a keyboard. Yeah, everyone has a platform. Say or now. do whatever you want to do. And it may or may not be accurate to the person who's looking at it. It's just, and I'm not even referring to Sonder, just in general. Like, mm-hmm. just beers in general. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. That, okay, end of rant. <laughs> That's just my feeling on it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I agree with Chase. This is actually my favorite of them. Nice. Now, now, here's what I would say, though. Again, back to them being two different styles. If I'm having a beer for the night, one beer, I definitely want this. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to sit down and buy a six-pack and know that I'm drinking a full six-pack, I may go to the Vines of Honor. Yeah. I think the Vines of Honor is one of the better fest beers I've had in a long time. Um, just a ton of flavor packed into a very, very light beer. Um, where The Poliner kind of, I liked it, but it didn't sit all that great with me. It's sweeter than ours. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, and, and not nearly as much hot profile. Right. Which I kind of like the bite that you get from ours. It's not like overly aggressive, but it's noticeable and it's there. Kind of, it also lingers with the, um, like the bready and honey characters. I think bitterness help, helps clean it out at the end a little bit too. Agreed. So the last one we've got here is Hacker Shore. Silent also P. Silent P. Yeah, it's like the P in swimming. Mm. Silent. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been years since I've heard that joke. <laughs> You're welcome. Nice little dad joke for you there. I've been yeah. with my kids all day. little dad joke for you. Oh, man. The P at the front of Shore is silent. Your kids crack me up. Just like the P in swimming. There you go, bud. I don't don't believe I've had anything from this brewery, actually. I have not had this beer before. Has anybody been to an official Oktoberfest, like in Germany? Uh, Chase has. Uh, Yeah, I've been to a a Volksfest, and then I've been to a beer festival on Father's Day in Germany. So not a true Oktoberfest, technically. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, I know it. I, I get it, right? I get that it would be this giant festival. It'd probably be check it off once and be done, I'm guessing. But it's on my bucket list. Like, I got to do it. Yeah, I'm to the point where I'd probably have to be pretty sauced for it. I don't think you'd have any problem 
No. Um, with so fat. With I think they, they'd have plenty of beer, yeah. That's a lot of people <laughs> at, the, at the big Oktoberfest in Munich. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys go to the Oktoberfest in Cincinnati every year? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Zincinnati? Zincinnati. Yeah, it's kind of like a yearly. A lot of, a lot of my friends, like, uh, like, come in for it. Well, they switched it, right? So, it was like, the first, the first year we moved here, I think it... They went from a different location, right, to the uh, from the banks, maybe to the. I actually don't know that. that. I'm I'm unsure. It's been at the banks the last couple of years. I think it used to be at the square. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. I think it yeah. Oh. Used to be at the square. That might have been a while back. Yeah. I think it's it it's definitely been at the banks the last couple of years. Yeah, I think it was like four years ago. Yeah. Uh, Chase, what do you think of the Hacker Shore? Uh, did I drink it? It might be my favorite. Oh, no, I haven't tried it yet. Shit. Sorry, I haven't passed it along. Mm. I really Ruff took like it, it upon his own uh, abilities yeah. to pour himself one. We lost Chad. We did lose Chad, yep. I think this one's my favorite so far. I think it's good. My second or third favorite. Excited for the Hefeweizen because that's not going to be oxidized. What's that? I'm excited for the Hefeweizen. That won't be oxidized. Yeah, it's kind of weird that um, Erninger made their Oktoberfest a Wies beer. How? What temperature do they serve the beer in Europe? Like this, would would they normally chill it, or is it how warm is it? I've. I mean, now it's probably just normal. Is it line, normal through? Ta- okay. But usually, like a beer like this, you want to serve it at like fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Why is that? It brings out more f- flavor. Gotcha. Just tr- it's more traditional. Easier to drink too. Yeah. Yeah, less carbon dioxide dissolved for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. They're all pretty good. The only one I haven't really cared for is the fast beer. First uh, from, one? Yeah, from Bitburger. Yeah. I'd say that's my least favorite so far. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, of them, you cannot, cannot say Sonder. Um, let's go around and give your favorite of the four. <clears throat> Huff, let's start with you. Um, I'm going to go with, the, is it the Polon? What the is Poliner? It? Poliner. I think I like that one the is that, best. Chase, did I say that right? I think so. I don't know. You guys keep looking at me. I don't know. Hollander. Hollander. You're the only one of us that's been to Germany, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poliner is also my favorite, Huff. Yeah, I would say that's number one for me. I think mine's the Weinstefaner. Okay. Yeah. Fest beer? Yeah. The one we just drank is close, but I think I, I enjoyed the execution of the wine stuffer. I think uh, sometimes fast beers can be pretty bland, but that one packed a lot of good flavor and a lot of good drinkability into a pretty light beer. Chase, what do you think? Uh, I just need a re- refresher. <laughs> What's that? I think the... I think the... Hacker Shore, as I said. I think so. I, the pee and swimming beer? Yeah, the Hacker Pishore. <laughs> hacker Pishore? How did you say it, Justin? I feel like you said it right. I think, I think it's Hacker Shore. Yeah, I think okay. it's Hacker Shore. That sounds right. Literally no basis behind that statement, but... fourteen seventeen. Is that how long the brewery's been open? Yep. fourteen seventeen. It's Banana Land. It's pretty old beer, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Tastes great for fourteen seventeen. They've been yeah, selling I mean, this beer for five hundred years. Beer six hundred years old. That's yeah. pretty wild. I I did like so they found a bunch of beer in the in the Red Sea. So like the Red Sea has uh, a unique composition to it where it like doesn't 
uh, decompose wood. I think it's because like the salt saltness of it, or because the, the the lack of the salt salinity maybe. of it. Yeah, something. Well, they found a bunch of beer that was in a shipwreck that was around like I think the like, 17th century, 1600 or something. Really? Um, yeah, and a bunch of like I think like Ken Grossman might have bought some. And I was to say, was it still intact? Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. So it'd be kind of fun to try that beer. But. I mean, it had to have tasted horrible, right? Oh, garbage! Yeah, yeah. Still, like, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be a very cool exercise. I wonder what they were selling it at. Like, here's this garbage beer that oh, will, that will not taste good, but is a very cool story. Yeah. I think it went for like ten to twenty thousand dollars. I'd I'd imagine so. From yeah. Germany. I don't know. I don't. I don't recall. I don't want to say. I'm it gonna right. have to look that up. I'm yeah. gonna have to look that story up. That's pretty wild. It's, it's yeah. from a few. I don't, know, I don't know. Probably ten years ago now, but. Uh, Chase, before we hit our last segment here, is there anything in particular you want uh, you want people to know about our Sonder uh, Oktoberfest? Just in ger- general, in German, just in German, just in oh Jeepers. Ich verstehe ein bisschen Deutsch, aber nicht so gut. Wait, Chase. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Briefly, I want to bring up the uh, um, the gnarly gnome logger podcast. Okay. Uh, a lot of the guys were saying that. Um, you know, they still think decoction adds a ton of flavor to a beer, but with how advanced malt is nowadays, that it's kind of overblown. Quick thoughts? I mean, it's all relative and perspective, I guess. Um, try theirs and try ours and make your decision. Hey, fair. Why are you such a believer in decoction? Because uh, it's fun. <laughs> um, it, it just... For me, it just it creates like yeah, you can get uh, some of the mild reaction from using uh, darker malts and Munich malts, um, which which is true, right? Um, but if you're able to add another layer of complexity to a to a beer that just makes it you know whatever percentage you think makes it better, why, why not do it? Yeah, um, I, think, I did. Uh, I did stand up for you guys. Um, I talked a good amount during that podcast, but during the decoction portion, I just wanted to make sure I got it on record in but, case you and Luke were ever to listen that you guys do stand by decoction. Well, it's also, you know, the decoction is, is it's simple in, in terms, but it does add more complexity to the recipe and, and, and to the process itself, which I kind of find is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So there's the technical aptitude of being able to, to actually do it proper. Um, but then, yeah, it's just, it, it adds that, that extra layer to the beer itself. I'm into it. Um, so. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, I'm fine with their decision. You know, it's, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it adds an extra three hours to the day, you know, for, for the brewers. So, um, I'm fine with it. I just, I don't even again. remember which ones were saying, um, that they don't decock their beers. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good beer. Right. Again, I just think it just adds a little bit of uh, oomph to it. Yeah. And for the record, ours is decocted, as Chase has talked about. Twice. <coughs> it is double decocted. <laughs> what is two in German? <laughs> Zwei. What? Two in German. What is two in German? Zwei. 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 Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf. This is delicious. So this is the last one we poured here that uh, can be confusing. I understand um, 
because the label says Oktoberfest, but then also says Vice Beer on it. So not an Oktoberfest, but a Vice Beer, but it it's, says Oktoberfest on the label. I, I'm still, my mind's in a bretzel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I dig it. It's uh, it's not like a it's not like a traditional Hefeweizen or anything. It's not no. It's it's weird. It's uh, it's weird. It's like they did a lager fermentation to it and then bio condition it with Hefeweizen yeast. It'd be my my take on it. I think it's delicious. It is good. It is yeah. really good. Yeah. It's not a traditional vice beer, which is actually a pretty good idea. We should do a traditional lager, then just bottle condition it with uh, Hefeweizen yeast. Because it just has, has just that tiny pop of, of phenolic and esters to it. it yeah. Does. yeah. And it and it aids in an actual shelf life stable beer. Yeah. And I think it has like a really unique kind of like fruity finish to it. Yeah. Um, almost like kind of a crisp, like I almost get like a dry apple finish to it almost. Is it wrong to say banana? Like I get a little banana? Yeah. yeah. Isolamol acetate. Mm. Okay. Isoamyl acetate, sorry. Yeah. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Uh, No, that's from the yeast character, right? Yes, from the, yes. I I, I don't know. I'm not sure what what they did to make this beer, but it honestly just seems like some kind of traditional yeast in primary. That's a clean yeast, like a lager yeast, and then they just conditioned it with uh, a bison yeast. Sounds like maybe we need to go to the brewery and ask them. Let's do it. Yeah, we probably yeah. should travel there. Let's do it. Where is it? Is it uh, Erdinger? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know where in Germany that it's is. It's on the front, I think. Brewed in. The label's elite. Did you say it's elite? I think yeah. It's, it's is, it, is, it, is it at the top, Chase? I think. Uh, top of the label on the. Is, is Erdinger a, a place, probably? Oh, know. it might be. Ask uh, your friend over there. I think it's pronounced Erdinger. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's in Germany. Yeah, product of Germany. I love the label. Erdinger. 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 That's interesting. Dude, I like that. I type, so, so this will be interesting for the podcast. I typed in, is Erdinger, because I was going to ask, is Erdinger a place in Germany? And the first thing that pops up, you know how it like auto-populates? Like, it says, is Erdinger Weissbier a Hefeweizen or a J- Oktoberfest? Yeah. yeah, it's confusing. So people want to know. Yeah, what, yeah, what did you come up with? The people want to know. It Technically, is it says it's a vice beer, um, and actually says it's closer to a hefeweizen. Uh, there's also a German saying that I can't read: Erdinger vice beer mit feiner hefe. Mit feiner. Mit feiner. I imagine there are so many people listening to us right now that are so irritated. They're just cringing. Like, oh, it's so cringing. Like, oh, this hillbilly from South Central Indiana is trying to <laughs> trying to pronounce German words. Well, we're not trying to be anything we're not. I mean, it's just yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know. Yeah. You're right, Chase. That's a good way of saying. No, it. you're right. We we'll have to we we'll have to go over there and check it out. We're tempting. We're tempting. All of the people who are irritated and annoyed with us, stick around because we're going to hit our last segment right yeah. now. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Yeah, tonight I'm wondering. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band or some college town bar? Where's 99 the guitar? Is it 
I have an absolute banger. Drop it on us. You start. Start. Uh, I'm going to start, but then I'm also going to play it on the outro. Uh, it's Sugar Sugar by Dorian Lackey. It's kind of this, like, poppy, like, super upbeat, kind of, like, old school, like, uh, music, or, uh, like, background music to it. Like uh, sugar, sugar, dun, 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 Yeah, dun, it's dun. super fire. Uh, it's not that classical, honey. but, yeah. I know that. something like in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like uh, like what's happening. Yeah, I'll play it on the way out. Okay. Okay. Um, Puff, you got one? Go? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Before he says his, the Vegas odds are at like minus 300 that he says a John oh. Mayer song. <laughs> I'm actually going to not go in the favor of the odds. Oh, oh, um, I've been... Burning up the uh, Duran Jones and the Indications album. Okay, okay. Uh, they just dropped one about two weeks ago. Uh, so if you're not familiar with them, their record label is out of uh, Loveland, Coal, Coal Mine Ooh. Records. Oh, cool. Um, don't count me 100% on this, but I think they're out of Bloomington, Indiana. Interesting. Um, and they, they really have, like, some, like, a lot of funk. A lot of hmm. funk. Like, their early stuff was kind of, like, Dirty rock R and B, and then now it's like transition to this like funky, you know. I I bought I have the album on vinyl, and I mean I'll just play it front to back. I'm into it. So it's it's any other song I would say, um, the number one song on the album. Uh, there's there's two that are just standouts to me. Um, Love will work it out, and uh, with you. Nice. Yeah. With you. With you. Check it out. How do you spell that? Uh, so it's W I T C H O O. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not what I would have guessed. With okay. you. Okay. Like, I want to be with you. Oh, I got you. All right. I got, I got you. you. <laughs> Tech on it. I did not do that on purpose. Uh, Chaser, what you got? Uh, there's a remastered Hollow Notes song, Out of Touch. Digging that. Mm. Nice. Out of Touch. Okay. Um, I am going with a Chris Stapleton song. You know why? Nice. Because uh, last weekend when Liz and I were driving to Indy, I was listening to the podcast. And when I heard this segment listening, what are you listening to? I then turned on what are you listening to after the podcast. Such and a then good song. Just went back down the Chris Stapleton rabbit hole. Nice. Uh, and Parachute uh, has one I've been I've, – I've been – playing more so like going back to mm-hmm. um so that's what I'm, I'm i'm going with i love chris stapleton man chris yeah. chris was up here and then he released a single today and it's like a metallica cover oh Ooh. and no it's not good uh, is it not good me, is it not good or is are you just mad you know because me it's and you know my relationship with metallica it's not it's on not the best so much of your terms. relationship with metallica it's because he was a dickhead it's mainly with James. It's mainly with James. <laughs> Calling you out, James. Yeah. I know you're listening. Yeah. Broke he my heart. He definitely listens to this. Broke my heart in CVG Airport. Yeah. Puff definitely me. wasn't creepy in stalking him, and James definitely was. Is there something like where they only play like four notes or something? Or four? Yeah. Something? Yeah, four yeah, yeah, you get Yeah. Keys, Chase, is, Chase gets it. <laughs> Chase does. Chase gets it. Chase gets it. I saw the song. Oh, Chris Stapleton. I was like, I love him. And then I play it, and I'm like, yuck. <laughs> oh. Listen. Uh... Play that, play that outro there. Which one are you going to go with here? You 
waiting for a kiss. Sugar, sugar, look only you miss. Sugar, sugar, <laughs> you can't tell me this doesn't bang. Yeah, uh, that falsetto that he's putting out right now is just like four seconds in, and I can already tell you it's a bop. Bop? Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's, a certified, <laughs> it's a certified bop. Certified bop. That's what Danny always says. That's where I got it from. Uh, That's how I know I'm cool. Something like that. Who is this? Uh, it's Dorian Lackey. Yeah, I like it. Hey. Oh, hey, we should get auto-tunes so we can start singing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to get, like, like share depth auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> Crank it. Or lower, I don't know. <laughs> Cheers, Al. This was fun. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers. Guys. Thanks, guys. Oh, and by the way, we lost Chad. We weren't just ignoring him for the last, like, hour.